Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to rock, family? Let's go! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. What's good, radio family? The Thomas Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with on Sundays, the Thomas Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Cell Life with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Friday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Motorbar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice presents by appointment only. Coming soon, TPV Radio Open Mic, open to all pastors, preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com, and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we can. 
care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Real Talk with Pastor Sago right now on TPV Radio. Thank you. 
all the listeners. Um, hey, I can't say uh, enough about uh, what you do and uh, and, and everything uh, that goes on. So, hey, some disclaimers already. You already know right here we don't talk politics. only thing we will ever tell you to do is we will tell you to go and go vote. Cash your vote. If you're not registered to vote, hey, go ahead, register to vote. So on November 3rd, and if you will, go and vote early. Go ahead and cash your vote. Pull that little lever, slide it into the computer counter, and go and cash your vote because this is very, very important that you go vote. And nobody should have to doggone twist your arm and have you to go vote. Nobody should have to coach you to go vote. It is your right to go vote. So this year, if you're not registered to go, uh, registered to vote, go and vote. It's important. And that's all I got to say about that. And, hey, I just want everybody, I'm going to tell you right now, to continue to pray for this nation and this world because we're going through some things. We know we're going through some things. We see some things. So continue to pray for this nation and this world because I will tell you right now, we need it, especially during uh, these times. So, hey, we're going to get into the show. Again, hey, y'all, I got uh, a special guest on. Again, I got my 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 sister in Christ. Hey, I got my my fellow sister in arms. Hey, uh, she's a she she's a great woman of God. She she she's a new author right now, new self published author. I'm so proud of her for that, for stepping out on courage and, and being her own self published author. And the name of her book is You Can't Afford to Go Back. It's time to cross over. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about where she came from with that title uh, and, and and how that, that, that was placed on her heart. So, hey, hey, my guest, my guest, my special guest, my sister, my sister, Miss Jennifer Jackson, what's going on? Hey, Jennifer, you there, girl? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? I couldn't I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you. I'm doing good. What's going on? Uh, you know, it's raining here in Louisiana, but other than that, it's a blessed. That's good. That's good. I'm so glad to hear from you. Man, it's been what like what, seven seven years? Uh yeah, something yeah. Yeah, it's it's about that time, yeah, about seven years, seven yeah. and a half give or take. Yep. Yep, seven and a half years since we've uh, we've seen each other. And just a little background, like I said, uh, Jennifer and I we serve uh, together uh, here in uh, in in Fort Hood for three years at a very very uh, high, uh, high 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 profile kind of job that we did. But hey, we we got through it, and uh, and we we continue to uh, push forward. So hey, where, where are you at now? You're in Louisiana, right? Yeah, so I'm here at um, in Fort Polk. This my this will be my last assignment by the grace of God, and God has already shown me that this is a God assignment that He sent me on. All right, that's what I was going to ask you. I'll ask you if this would be your last uh, your last go around. So so this is going to be it. You're going to stay in Louisiana, and then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be there. And you're from you're from Florida originally, right? Actually, I was actually born in Tallahassee, but I was raised up in um, Panama City. Okay, okay. So all your all your family is doing good down in Florida with all these hurricanes and stuff that's going on, right? Yep, they're doing good. Thank you for asking about them. 
All right. So, hey, tell all the listeners about you. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, so they can they, they can understand who you are before we talk about this um, this great book. And I'm, I still got to get my copy. Remember I told you that I need my signed copy, signed like a high school yearbook. Remember I said that? I got you. I got a blue pen waiting on you. I got a blue pen waiting on you. Well, <laughs> of course, it's... <laughs> Well, of course, as um, Byron said, you know, I'm from the state of Florida. I was born and raised in Florida. But during that time, whenever, um, just being from Florida, I was raised up in um, foster care from the time that I was one and a half until the time that I was five with my younger brother. And he and I, we both were adopted by um, the same foster parents. So we didn't have to go through a time or a season of um separation because a lot of times when you have um, brothers and sisters depending on the home that you get placed in, especially if your foster parents, they choose to adopt you. Maybe one child is adopted and one child is sent somewhere else, but by the grace of God, God kept me and my um, younger brother to, um, together, which was a, a blessing. But, you know, during that time, though, um, growing up and being in foster care, it was an awesome home because, like I tell everybody, if it had not been for the home that I was raised up in, I wouldn't have known Christ because we were raised up in the church. You was going to church. It did it didn't matter if you wasn't feeling good, you was going to church. Unless you was like throwing up for something, you was going to church. So I bless God for that. But um a little bit about even just growing up in foster care, one of the things that I did experience for me growing up in foster care, although I was raised up in an awesome family and I had two awesome parents and stuff, I was one of those kids and with like a lot of foster children and stuff, they deal with the spirit of rejection, just dealing with, you know, um, why didn't, you know, my mom, my dad or whoever, they did not want me. And one of my biggest things that for me, I dealt with rejection because I always felt like, I never fit in and trying to fit in with people. And now that I'm where I'm at now, I understood that it was God's hand on my life. That's why I never fit in with um, a lot of people. But even during that time, you know, um, I battled with not only with rejection, but I battled with depression really bad. And it was to the point that I became a function of depression, which was kind of strange because even when I shared that with you, you were kind of surprised whenever, um, I had, um, I told you that, and I know I told another brother in Christ, and he just looked at me like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. But um, I also battled with um, with thoughts of suicide and everything. So it was just a lot of things that were just, like, eating me up and just beating me down. But it wasn't until I joined the military that God had to get me out of the state of Florida. And by getting me out of the state of Florida, God was taking me to um to another place in him and of course I didn't know because I thought I was grown growing up and everything and stuff and being in the military but during my time in the military God has allowed me not to just meet different people but he's also allowed me to go to um, different countries deployed more than like four times I've had the opportunity of going to Israel which was amazing had the opportunity to actually be stationed in Saudi Arabia I've been to Afghanistan twice I've um, been in between Iran, I mean Iraq and Kuwait, and I just recently got back from a deployment to the UAE. And um, during that time, whenever I had, I was there, and whenever I came back and everything and stuff from this deployment, we were at church. 
And the way how God had gave me the book title, which was very interesting because um, during the month of December, my bishop, he normally lets like the ministers and the um, the elders and everything, they bring forth the word. And so he was like, you know, you haven't brought the word yet. And I was like, no, because, of course, when I got to Fort Bliss, where I was at previously, I, I was deployed more than I was actually in the state of El Paso, in the state of Texas, in El Paso. So, um when he said, hey, I'm going to have you bring the message, and I was just like, okay. Of course, I just looked at him like, okay, no problem. So during that time, you know, I'm just going through different topics, and I was just sitting there one day, and God just kept reminding me, and I just kept hearing the word resolution, resolution, resolution. And it's easy to make a resolution because a resolution can easily be broken, but can you be resolved in your mind? Can you be resolved in your heart about what you really purpose to do? And then the way how God was showing it to me, it was just like, we're going into a complete completely different decade like we're closing a decade out i mean oftentimes we make a resolution and if the smallest thing hinders us or messes with us a lot of times some of us we end up failing on that on that new year's resolution but god just kept saying no we're going into a new decade i can't afford to have my people keep going back from like 2019, for some people 2010, for some people even back into the 90s. And as God kept pressing upon me with this, and I was like, wow, Lord. And then I started thinking to myself, how many times have I made a resolution and I don't went back to that very thing that God was telling me not to go back to? And as He was ministering to me with this, with the title, He just He brought He brought to me Moses, and I'm just like, okay, Moses. Okay, Moses. He had to go back. And the way how God was just even breaking it down with Moses, Moses' purpose in life was to be in the house with the Egyptians and live the life with the Pharaoh so he had an understanding. And even whenever he he went out into the wilderness, God sent him back because he still had a purpose and he still had a plan that God had purpose for his life. And that was the one time God had authorized him to go back. Then God started bringing to my, um, just kept bringing to me. He was just like, you know, a lot of times whenever we get ready to do something, we get ready to move. We want to hold on to things. And God is like, I don't need you to hold on to that because what I got for you is better on the other side. And then that's when he brought up Lot and his wife. And, of course, we know the story with Sodom and Gomorrah and everything. Whenever God sent the two angels after he had a conversation with Abraham, you know, saying, how many people, if you find this number of people, will you save? Well, if you find this number of people, will you, not, will you not burn that place down? And, of course, God being God, he was the person of his word. And so then after he broke that down and he showed me that even after they left, his wife could not let go of her possessions. She was more concerned about what she had rather than what God had for her. And then the last point that God had gave me, even with this book, he started talking about, okay, Joshua, the children of Israel, they had to cross over the Jordan River. They had to cross over in order to get over to their promised land. And he just started breaking it down and explaining about the 12 memorials and how they made a memory to remember what God did for them, but they didn't make a memory for them to go back to that very place that God had took them back from. So it was just a whole like two weeks. God was just downloading stuff into me concerning this book, concerning the three points and how those three areas in our life, you have an assignment that you have to go back to because that's what God has purposed you to do. God is telling you, I have more for you, but you can't let go of the old in order for God to give you the new. And God is saying, I need you to cross over because what I have for you is purpose on the other side. So that's how he mm-hmm. gave it to me. 
and I just started just, you know, like taking the notes and everything. And it was just, it was just amazing because, I mean, we all go through that. I mean, we're all human and everything, but it's just a reminder to remember that what God has said in his word, his word is his word and his word doesn't change. We're the ones who change. Right. Right. Absolutely. So when did you, uh, you started writing the book when? Was it um, about, about a year ago, two years ago? So that's even funny this in itself. So while I was on this, you probably started writing when we were uh, when we were here in uh, 2010. Actually, no, you know, I got a lot of, I got a lot of service because actually that God just said, Hey, I'm going to give you this message and I want you to turn this message into a book. So I said, okay, Lord, but even the way how God gave me an opportunity to even write the first time, whenever I was deployed, I kept having so many people speaking to my life. You're going to write a book. You're going to write a book. You're going to write. I see you writing many, many books. And of course me, I'm looking at them like, I barely, I don't like reading books unless it's something that I'm attracted to reading. If you want me to read the word, I'm going to read the word. But if it's something that I'm not gravitated to, I'm not going to. So um, while I was deployed, another um, prophetess that I, um, that she's a, she's a book mentor for me. She had gave a, um, she had put out on Facebook, she was giving authors an opportunity to co-write in a book with her. And the book is entitled, um, excuse me. And the book was about different topics in life that we um, that we deal with and everything. And um, the topic that I chose to write about was depression. And I'm sitting up here just like, okay, Lord. And this is how crazy it was. The registration to even um, to even write the book was a hundred dollars. And I'm telling you, I'm sitting up here just like, Jesus, I, this is a hundred dollars. Do you really want me to? Um, to invest this hundred dollars, and even the time that I was contemplating on putting this hundred dollars in, I was just like, "Look, just go and do the registration." So all of that started back in December of 2018. That God gave me an open opportunity to um, to write a chapter on my story with depression or how I battled depression, and it all started from there. Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, always we always knew that there, there, that we were writers because of the job that we held, we had to be kind of we had to be at least halfway good writers to write some of the stuff we had to write. So I always exactly. knew you were a good. Uh, <laughs> I always knew you were you were you were a good writer. So this book, you this book, you you, you self published it, right? I did, I did, I I self published it. So how was that process? So um, one of my um, business mentors that I follow um, every like every quarter, she'll she'll do a different topic on entrepreneurship, just different things. And um, one of the things that she talked about was self publishing and just the different platforms that you can do the self publishing on. So um, after I had got the book edited by another um, Christian writer and everything to go through to make sure that it looked good and it flowed good, I ended up um, just writing it out and typed everything and got it in PDF format and I sent it to another person who does the KPD and he did it up for me and um, I uploaded it and the crazy thing about the um, book cover um, I did a PowerPoint presentation so I went on Fiverr I went to a um, graphic artist on Fiverr and I just wrote down my vision he's he's a um, Christian graphic um, designer so I just told him what I wanted and what you see is what you see on the book cover, just by a simple PowerPoint presentation. I said, these scriptures, I want this angle this way, this angle that way. And he went far beyond my expectations. 
Yeah, yeah. I I, I looked at the um, I looked at the uh, the actual uh, book itself, uh, the book cover itself rather, and it was uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So he did a he he, he did a great job. So let's talk about the 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 contents of the book. So oh. when people when when people get your book, what can they expect to be seeing in that book when they read it? Well, one of the first things that you will see whenever you um, flip to the back of the book, there is a there is a section in the back of the book, and you actually have the opportunity to put down the things that you need to let go of. And it's not your resolution; okay. it's what it's what you see in yourself as you're reading. So I give you. So let's just start with let's start with Moses chapter. Let's just with chapter one. When you see yourself in um, Moses, you look at the fact maybe you started off on a high note, but something in life just just took you out, just took you down. And whenever you were out there in this place and you didn't think that you were worth you know worth doing anything, or you just feel like okay, I was once here, how can I get back there? But even in that God showed Moses that, hey, you can tell me you can't talk, you can tell me you can't speak, but at the end of the day, I still have a purpose for you, and your purpose is to go back and give my word to Pharaoh because I have a plan and I have a purpose for my people. And it's amazing because even in that, I mean, I was looking at myself like, Lord, how many times have I counted myself out because I th- because I thought I couldn't think this way? And you know, in our job, there are often times we had to brief people, and a lot of times it could be people of different rank structures, different groups, because you've got to know who your audience is in order to get the information to them so that you, that people have an understanding. And so in, in the um, first chapter, you'll see yourself through the eyes of Moses. Maybe you think that, okay, you're not worthy of, of being here, but God is saying, no, you are worthy, and I need you to go back. Just like, you know, when you leave home and you have that, those people who are less likely to succeed or some people have already counted you out, and then when you go back home, God is not sending you back home to gloat. God is not sending you back to, you know, make a to, to make yourself be better than what you thought you were before because God already knew you were great. What God is saying, hey, I need you to go back because I need you to show people that, hey, although I was counted out, look what God did in my life. That's good. That's good. So it's almost kind of like um did I see like is it kind of like a workbook too? Because maybe maybe I mislooked at it when I looked at the cover. Is that kind of like a a workbook that goes along with it, or was I kind of like looking at shadow or something like that from the actual book? Well, those are different. Those are just different images from that. But um, I actually do have a um, a journal that I had made and. Um, for the book, but I, right now I'm working on that, and that's going to actually be uploaded to my store because I also have a um, T-shirt line as well, and I'm adding that to my um, bookstore for digital downloads. And even with that, it takes some of the things from the book and it's a journal, and you actually journal different things as um, different areas for self-care, different areas for writing your vision, different areas for just, you know, what have I accomplished now and what can I see myself accomplishing like the next five or ten years. So I do have, it's not necessarily a workbook, but it's a journal for you to just, it's a 10-day journal just for you to be able to evaluate yourself and see where you're at and see where you want to be at. Gotcha. So so, so the, the goal is when somebody takes this book, read it and if they and they get it along with the journal um it should be once they get done with this book it should be some some type of um uh growth spiritually and mature 
you know, yeah. kind of some, some 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 spiritual growth and some maturity after they read this book. That should be the goal, or should be kind of like the the avenue people should be trying to go through when they read this book. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, good, good, good. So the T-shirt line, we're gonna get back to the book, but I forgot, I totally forgot about the T-shirt line. What's it? What's what's the T-shirt line's name? Well, so my store is created by design dot faith, and the created is with the K, and what that K represents is we are kingdom kids. We are created. We are kingdom creations. We are created by the Father's hand, and the tagline for that is uh, for such a time as this in Esther four and fourteen. So my T-shirt line is for young women and for ladies, and it is it's a motivational T-shirt line to um, motivate women to encourage women that when they wear the shirts and everything, they see themselves through the image and the likeness of God, and the way how that even um, came about, of course, is while we deployed. Look, God had to take me to the wilderness to get my attention. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you. I know when, 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 when I was when I was deployed. I think I'm. I believe I remember. I told you this story. You know, when I was deployed and you came in, God had to take me from where I was out to the wilderness, out to some place far away, to 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 settle me down, and speak to me, and say, Hey, this is this is what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, man, you are you 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 doing some you doing some uh, some 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 great stuff. Now we got we got two minutes before we go on break. So so real quick before we go on break, and we're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about this book some more. Tell the people where they can get your book and where they can get your t-shirt lines or buy your t-shirts. And again, real quick. Okay. Well, you can go on Amazon and order the book, either paperback or either order it on Kindle. And as far as my um, T-shirt line, it is www.createdbydesign.faith. Created by, by design, by faith. I'm telling you, you will not. Now, I think I remember seeing some of those T-shirts, and I know they are for women, but God got to speak to your heart about doing something for men. I'm just saying. I don't know, you know. But I'll just say God gonna have to speak to your heart about doing something for doing doing some type of t shirt for men. But yo, hey, we're gonna go on break. We gotta pay some bills. We'll be back and ladies and gentlemen, this is Miss Jennifer Jackson. We're talking about her new book, we're talking about her t shirts, we're talking about Christ, we're talking about community, we're gonna talk about it all. So hey, we gotta pay some bills and we'll be right back at you. One. You're listening to Real Talk with Pastor Sago, right now on TPV Radio. Hey, what's going on, home team? This is your boy, Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Freewave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go.
You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Real Talk with Pastor Sago right now on TPV Radio. Hey, what's good? What's good? We are back. We are back. We are back. Hey, and again, hey, thank you for being with us. Hey, we got my own girl. We got Miss Jennifer Jackson, the, the the author of You Can't Afford to Go Back. It's time to cross over. Self-published author, entrepreneur, author, uh, service member, all the above, and we are back. So, hey, Jennifer, real quick. So, you still praise dancing, right? I know you are. Don't tell me you stopped. I had to take I had to um take a break for a moment because I was dealing with some um nerve issues in my leg and on my lower back but um I'm back at it. I'm I'm back at what I need to be doing stuff, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I remember that. I remember all those uh those uh those those conferences you used to go to and and uh stuff like that. You like, Hey bro, I'm gone. I'm 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 going to this this this, this dance conference so so yeah. So Let's talk about something real quick, and 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 I don't normally get into to, to a lot. Well, we, we're not gonna get into politics, Steve. So, so let me let me let me talk to you about this. So, um, if we look at everything that's going on right now in this nation, in this world, um, do you believe that 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 that, that Christians have begun to um, 
Christians have begun to back back. When I say back back, because of uh, we see all this stuff, we see all this stuff, all the 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 the, uh, the, the systemic racism and all these and all this type of stuff. Um, is the church beginning to back back? Because here's why I asked this question. Because I did, I, I, I did, I did a couple of sessions. I did some, 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 some messages, some sermons to, uh, uh, to the church about um, how it seems that instead of the church standing up like it used to be back in the day, because we, I, and, and I know we're not living in, we're not, we don't have that that same type of, we're not in that same era. But right. um, I, I brought this up to where uh, many, many years ago, the church used to be the nucleus of the community. Um, the church was where everything flowed from. If there was an issue in the community, the church, the, the community went to the church, and the community uh, relied on the church. So my question is, do you think that that has, that has gone away? And if so, if you believe it has, because... I believe it has. I believe the church is not standing up in the communities and not being that pillar of the community like it like 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 it was before, uh, and, and like it still should be. So, do you think that that that, that the church has backed off from being that that that, that nucleus of the community? And if so, why? So, bless the Lord. I'm, I'm I'm bubbling right now because okay. So, this is. This is how God has shown it to, has, has shown it to me, and I've seen it. I think when we go on Facebook, I'm just gonna be transparent, and I'm just gonna be real right now. Whenever we go on Facebook and we start bashing people, regardless of what party you believe, regardless of that, the Word of God says we still have to pray for people who are in authority over us. I mean, look at, look at Daniel Nebuchadnezzar. Sorry, just gotta keep it real. And right. even in that. Daniel never changed his stature. Daniel never changed his posture. Daniel never stopped praying. Daniel never stopped fasting. Daniel kept his integrity, and Daniel continued to do, even when his, when even when Cyrus came in, even when his son Darius came in, when all these different people came in after Nebuchadnezzar and everything, Daniel never changed his posture. He always kept his eyes, and he always kept his heart and his mind focused on what God had called him to do. When we stop going on Facebook and start bashing and start and I, and and I, forgive me, anybody listening, if you're in a ministry position, because I'm in a ministry position myself too. But the one thing that I know breaks God's heart and it breaks my heart is when we start voicing our political opinions, how we feel about this and how we feel about that over the pulpit, and we start putting government and God's word and everything versus giving the word to the people of God. God is not pleased with that. He doesn't want us in the pulpit to be bashing people because he already knows who's going to be sitting in whatever position. We still have to go back to the place to pray for those people. So when people see us consistently on Facebook, people see us consistently on Instagram, TikTok, all these different platforms and everything and stuff, and we sound like the world and we look like the world, then the church becomes irrelevant. Mm, that's good. Because we because we've taken God out of it and we've put our own personal feelings in it. That's good. That's good. Hey, do, do me a small favor real quick, Jen. Uh, my engineer just just asks as if, if you turn down just your, your, your phone just a little bit or your radio, okay. get a little, get, just, just get a little feedback. That's all. Okay. All right. 
Cool, cool, cool. Just turn out just, just a, just, just a little smidgen. So, so th- that 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 is good because because what we see right now, especially, um, um, I, I begin to see more as a um, um, as a pastor. I begin to see more uh, because uh, God has 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 formulated my eyes to see things in a in a in a, in a different way now. And what I have seen. And what I've seen is that um, there has to be an understanding um, of teamwork, especially exactly. um, especially in in, the, in 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 the church. There has to be a, a a a mentality of teamwork. There has to be a mentality that I, I, I got it. We have different churches and everywhere and things like that, but in order to be a powerful pillar in the community, the churches are going to have to stop thinking about themselves and start thinking about let's come together as one and what can we do for our communities. And we have to, and, 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 and a lot of the, 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 the churches have to be able to understand that, that, that we, that, 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 that right now the way God has, has, has switched things up, that the church has left the building. I will tell you right now, church as we know it is never going to be the same again. Exactly. It is. It, it is never going to be the same again. Why? Some churches are going to be able to 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 worship in person, and the numbers are not are never going to be the same again. Some people are not gonna are not gonna go back into the building again. Some people say, okay, well, I can sit at home and I can I can I can worship uh, from home because I still won't feel safe going back into a building with a bunch of people. So we have to understand that the church has left the building, and what we got to get is we have to come together and be and 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 start and stop playing this. This 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 church over here is better than this church, and that church is better than that church. No, because if we really look at God's word and we understand what was going on in God's word, it wasn't like that. The people were together. The church was together. There was no 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 Fifth Street Baptist Church, and there was no church over here in Georgia. But we did that. But the problem is, is everybody wants to do their own thing, and nobody wants to work together. Nobody yep. wants to work together. Now, 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 what about the community? And I, I and I, I continue to think about this. And 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 one thing that 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 I'm really big on that, that God has laid has placed in my heart, especially when it comes to outreach, is being in the community, being with the people, giving to the community, giving back to the people, being there for the people. So, has there been a a a a um and your belief as there as as the church kind of fell back on that now not not saying all but have you seen that happen where the churches aren't active in the community as much as they should be in 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 some cases yes i i have seen that and i've seen it from the standpoint of when we talk about outreach ministry and um, just going out ministering to people and you never and, and outreach don't necessarily mean you have to go and talk to the person who you think needs a word outreach is people that you see at work outreach is when the lord drops somebody into your spirit you call them up and everything and you check on them but i've seen it especially like where i just came from 
And when the church is closed, it was just kind of like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? We get out and do what we're supposed to be doing. We go out and we evangelize to the people because the church is not going to get you saved. It's your relationship. It's who you are in Christ. It's what you do for Christ. And we're going out ministering to the souls that are lost because the people in, in the people in the building, they know God. They know Christ. So however they figure their relationship is with Christ. But this is a time that we have to get out and do what Jesus did. This is a time we have to go out and do what Paul did, what Barnabas did. Just because I don't look like you, just because I don't sound like you, that doesn't stop the word of God from going forth. And community is not necess- community is not nexus is not necessarily the street name. Community is in your home. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. with with everything going on and stuff like that with coronavirus and people, because I know I, I, I had to laugh at a couple of people back in my previous assignment. They had me laughing about, oh, my God, I got to stay at home. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is a time for you to spend time with your family. And in that sense of community is getting back to that place to where the family unit, to where the nucleus can get back to where God is designed for it to be. Because when you're consistently in church, who who who's the one that ends up suffering the most? Mhm. Yeah. If you don't, so community is just now outside of the actual, the outside on the street blocks and everything and stuff. But it's also in your home. And yes, I do feel that. And then you have to. I, I look at it like this too, because being in El Paso, I really saw the separation because you know, of course, us being supposedly work to Mexico and everything and stuff. And I've seen it to where you have this church sticking with this church and this church. Sticking this place and I'm like but that's not how God's word works you don't stop and just not go out and minister to people and everything because they don't sound like you and whatnot and stuff now don't get me wrong I've seen it to where you know people have had big outreach on certain weekends and everything but outreach is not just based on the weekend outreach is an everyday thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that's good and 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 the thing is, like you said, we can't we, we, we can't be afraid uh to, to, to do that and we have to make an impact. We have to outreach, like you said, we have to outreach daily. We have to outreach daily and, and it's not it's not necessarily about going out and, and giving things to, to people. And, and now that's important, don't get me wrong. That that's right. important and that and, and, and that is how you that is how you 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 let the communities know because here's what I see is happening, especially when it comes to uh, to the church itself. The communities itself, those that aren't saved, feel in their hearts that the church doesn't care about anybody but who's already in the church. Yep. The church doesn't doesn't care about anybody but who's already in that building. They don't care about us. That's the way a lot of people who who, who are not saved or who are not a part of a, of 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 of, 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 of the body uh, believes. Now, getting out, like you said, getting get, getting out outside of the walls and being in the community. That's when we begin to let people know, like, hey, look, we still care about you. You know, there are people that 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 that, are, that, that still cares about you. You know, the church still cares about you. Uh, we, you know, God still loves you. And again, just like you said, it's about you know, it's getting out there, evangelizing. Sometimes it's not about giving out food. Sometimes you can just you you give people what they need, and in between that time, while you're doing that, um, you can plant a yeah. seed. Um, uh, one thing that one, one, one thing that we do. 
one one thing that we do sometimes is when we do have when we have our outreach events and we give things, you know, I'll take a uh, um, uh, or we we we'll take a, a daily bread and we'll put a daily bread with whatever it is we're giving out. Um, and the first time they get there, they may they may look at us and say, I don't, I don't know what this is. But every time right. we do something, we might give something, we continue to put that daily bread in there, they're going to put in their mind, like, why is it every time they, they, they do something for us, they always got this book in here. So let me look at this book and see what this book is about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you can exactly. so you, you you continue to plant that seed in in, in you know in, into the people. Um, but like I said, I've seen so many people, so many, um, uh, in especially in this area where uh, the community is forgotten about, and people now they feel that, especially our young adults, they don't want to have anything to do with the church. Why? Because they look at the churches not 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 having to care about them, and B, we're gonna talk about this too, and I want to ask you about this. They feel that the church is very very hypocritical. Yep, bingo. Talk to me about that. What's your what? what's, what's your thoughts on that? So I'm gonna just throw one word out there, and it's called transparency. So from from June up until I I left El Paso. When I tell you, every opportunity God gave me to be transparent, and it was a couple of times I'm like, are you for real? I mean, being transparent about some stuff that not even a lot of people in my life know that I've been through to share with them about. I was jacked up. I wasn't saved all my life. I mean, I, I would tell them, hey, I would be in the club. I'd be doing this, and the next thing you know, I'm up there in church and everything and whatnot and stuff, and, it, and we have to get out of this this spirit of shame. That's why, that's how the enemy can keep the body of Christ down because there are so many people who are hurting. There are so many people who truly need to know if this Jesus that we say we serve is so great and so awesome, why is it that I'm suffering? Why is it I'm going that? So why is it that we can't share our story with the people to let the people know, hey, I once had a jacked up life. I, I haven't been here all the time. Mess up daily. I mess up daily. I'm not perfect in everything, but I know a God who is awesome. I know a God who is great. So when the body of Christ can start being transparent and stop being so concerned about their reputation and everything and stuff, we will get more people to Christ, the relationship with Christ, rather than trying to get people inside the building because you want a tithe, you want an offering, and all of this other kind of stuff. God wants people to be saved. All that other stuff is gonna come. It's, it's, it's gonna come when it's supposed to come. But God wants people to be saved. So when we understand we have a we we have a duty to be transparent when we that we have a duty to let people know that guess what you might be a prodigal but not to God because He said He's married to the backslider. So we got to tell people what God's word says to them and about them rather than just always beating them with the word. People get beat up daily. They don't need to get beat up. They need to be hit. They need to be ministered to. They need to be made whole. And if you can't do it, God will put somebody else there who will do it, and they will do it because they want people's eyes to be. Not because they're concerned about whether they're gonna get blasted on Facebook or something. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. And and and, and again, people want to know that you care about them. And 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 coming and coming coming to people real as 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 how God is has 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 made you. For instance, I can talk about and uh, just talk about myself briefly. Briefly, um, when God places word in me to give to the people. It's not all sophisticated and using a whole bunch of big words. It's not about that. Look, I'm going to bring it to you real. I'm going to bring it to you plain. 
I'm gonna bring it to you in daily word. I'm gonna give you the word. I'm gonna give you the meat of the word, but it's gonna come in a way that is going is 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 gonna be daily usage language. It's gonna be some some language, some th- things that you understand, and it's gonna be able. People have to be able to apply God's word to their lives, not just give exactly. them a whole bunch of not not just give them a whole bunch of words, but when they leave, they got to be able to say, okay, I heard what Miss Jackson said, or I heard what Pastor Sago said. Now I got it, I understand it. I can make I, I can make this applicable to my life. I heard what he said. I can apply it to my life, and now I know how to. To, to jump this hurdle when I get to it in this race of life because I can apply it. Not just give them a bunch of big words and give people truth. When you give people truth, that's exactly. when people start that's when people begin to start to grow. When you don't give them truth and all you worry about is the tide the, the the tide and the seed, now you got stuff twisted. And then we forget to let people know that that, that God said that, that that God's word is the seed anyway. So and then we start beating people up about give your tithe, give your tithe. I understand what that 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 giving is a form of worship. I hear that. I I I got that. But what you have to begin to understand is that let people give as they give. You know, exactly. uh, let 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 people let let people's heart lead to give as they as as they give. Don't beat them up about it. If they, I've gotten to the point where I look at it like this: If people give, they give. If they don't give, God bless them. Maybe they'll give the next time. Right. So, let me ask you this: How do we? We allow young adults back in because I know you have a young adult and I have two young adults. Uh, well, I think your son's close to being a young adult. So I, 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 I have two young adults and you have one that's, that's real close. How do we reel our young adults back in? Because I believe we're losing our young adults. Keeping it real. It's real so talk. It's 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 funny that you said that because it, even me and my son have this conversation because my son he's twenty he's he's twenty two, and we had this one simple conversation about how did how did we individually come to Christ, and as parents we have to understand that the way how we came to Christ or how Christ got our attention is not necessarily going to be the same way that he gets your child's attention. Right, right. Because. Like it, 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 it took my son going through some hell. It took my son going through some hell, and it took me praying for him and, and keeping God and keep and telling God to keep His angels over him. My son had to have a significant emotional event and everything and stuff for him to know who Christ says that He is. And the one thing I always say to my son, I always, I always tell my son, He is a mighty man of valor. I like I tell him, Hey, get, get, look, God he called you out. With, he called you out with a purpose. He called you out with a plan. But when I sat down and I talked with my son, I allowed my son to tell me what's going on with him and everything. And oftentimes every conversation don't have to be with the word. Yep. And if every conversation has to start with a scripture, if everything has to start with a worship song and everything and stuff like that, then you don't lost you 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 have lost people altogether. I know even with the millennials that I work with back in El Paso and everything and stuff, the way how the way how I was able 
connect with them, I was just like, you know what? I, and, and I love it how God will take our personalities and he will, he will allow our personalities to get on the level of the people who he's trying to reach to and everything and stuff. Because like I would tell soldier, you know, look at your joker. You was all jacked up. You really don't want me to come for you. And people would just be like, oh my God, Sarn Jackson is, they was, that's Sarn Jackson. Sarn Jackson just has a way of talking to you like a mother. She can talk to you like a sister, and she can talk to you like an NCO. But that's the one thing that God has always been showing me, especially in this year. We have to meet people where they're at and allow God to be the one to do it. And don't consistently beat the millennials down with the word of God. Because when you start beating them down with the word of God, then you make them run to want to go to to the spiritual side. They want to go run over here and get involved in this group and that group and everything and stuff. And then the next thing you know, which we always want prayer, we ask people to pray for them. When all we have to do is ask the Lord to be in the midst of the conversation. It's called real talk. Right, right, absolutely, and and a good thing you said we got we we have to meet them where they are because again uh, the way that we grew up on God and the way that we got God I grew up down in Mississippi so I'm sure I got God different from the way you got God in in Florida or you know where mm-hmm. you were so so the way that we got God as we were coming up that's not the way that we have to give our young adults God now, you know nowadays now because a good a, a great example. Uh, for me, um, uh, there are a lot of older people. I listen to a lot of gospel rap and a lot of gospel hip hop. Now, me too. People, people plug their ears up to that because they think, oh, it's just rap. But hold up, stop. Listen to what these people are saying, though. You know, mm-hmm. the beat is good. The bass sounds good. But listen to what they're talking about. If you listen to what they're talking about, then you'll say, oh, okay, got it. And you shouldn't be questioning their relationship with God anyway because who are you to question their relationship with God regardless of what they've been through or where they are or what they look like? Who are you to question their relationship with God? Okay, they got they, they, they got shades on, they got tattoos. So what? Who are you to question their relationship with God just because they don't look like what you think a Christian is supposed to look like? And then my question always, what is what's, what does a Christian look like? Tell me. Right. What, what what does a Christian look like? So I think what people have to begin to understand is that the ways that 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 we grew up we grew up on God and how we got God from 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 Big Mama, Grandmama, uh, Mama and Granddaddy and all of them in all those ways we can't do that anymore. We can't, That's and true. we have to be open to change because we got to change. We have we have to be able to change. Now understand what I said. I said change. I didn't say change the word because the word doesn't change because the word is still right. the word. We have to be able to change the way we deliver the message. We give the true message. We give what God what, what God told us to give, but we got to be able to deliver it in a way where people can, can grow from. And when they hear it, they can walk out and say, you know what, I got that. That makes right. perfect exactly. sense to me. You know, and we got to be able to meet them right where they are, just like you said. Just like you said. So, man, we mess around. We'll be here all day. We we, we probably have to have a, a, a part two of, of, of just a real talk on community and stuff like that. But, hey, before oh. we go, hey, give your real quick shout-outs, telling people where they can get your book at again and where they can get your T-shirts before we cut out of here. All right, well. 
Thank you for allowing me to be a guest on your show, but in regards to um, the book, you can um, download the book or purchase the book paperback off of Amazon. And um, in regards to my um, T-shirt line, you can follow me on Instagram at Created by Design. And that's created with the K. And when you go into the bio, it takes you to a link to my website. And currently, right now, what I'm going, I'm going through, I'm updating some of the T-shirt designs. And yes, my brother, the Lord has dropped in my spirit, so I do have some men's shirts on there. Okay, I got you. Hey, <laughs> I want the first one. Hey, shirt number zero zero one, because. I dropped it. Well, I ain't going to say I, God dropped in his spirit. I just kind of kind of pushed it along a little bit. Shirt number 001, I need that shirt. Bless the Lord. <laughs> and I need to be signed, too. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, if she didn't tell y'all her book was fifty nine ninety five. No, I'm just kidding. Her book, her book, the book is not fifty nine ninety five. But you gotta go on Amazon. You gotta go get it. You gotta buy it. Um, hey, any you got you got any quick shout outs for we uh for we tune off? No, I just wanna I just wanna give honor to God just for in the in the Holy Spirit and Jesus for this this opportunity to talk about the book. But most of all, just to continue to make His name great so that people know that we do serve a great and mighty God that he has not taken time out on us and whatever God has called us to do get up and do it because we have a purpose and we have a plan Amen. Well, hey, again, hey, I appreciate you. Hey, go buy her book, ladies and gentlemen. I'm guaranteeing you will not be dissatisfied on uh, her, her book. So again, hey, this is my sister, my sister in Christ, my sister-in-law, this is Ms. Jennifer Jackson. I appreciate you coming on with us. And, you know, hey, ladies and gentlemen, I need you all to live with us on tomorrow at 730. They got a light whole fellowship ministries. We got our weekly service. So, hey, tune in with us. Come on. Start a watch party. Share it. Like it. Tell people you want more of it. And we're here. But you know, I already know this is your brother, your cousin. You know, we have to you, Pastor Byron, say your real talk. I salute you. One. Central Texas. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 